Welcome to the Dr. Wayne Dyer Radio Podcast. Discover the wisdom and remarkable insights of Dr. Dyer, world-renowned spiritual teacher and foremost authority on how the power of your mind creates your world. So let's go next to Dayton, Ohio. And, and this is kind of an interesting situation because I've, I've been in this one. Diane in Dayton, Ohio on line two. And thanks for joining the show today. Thank you so much. And Dr. Dyer was so beautiful. Everything you said about relationships in the beginning, it was like so beautiful. Thank you for sharing Oh, that. Was at my daughter's wedding, yeah. Your daughter's yeah. wedding. It was just beautiful. It just, I was, yeah, touched me deeply. So, And it uh, kind of is touching on the experience I'm going through uh, now. Um, hmm. So I'll, I'll try to say this uh, very short and effectively. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my my husband um, that I was married to for 20 years, love of my life, died six years ago. And I've learned a lot during that six years. And um, one of the things that I did is I went on some travels to find out where I wanted to, to live. Um, and it took me back to where I grew up around my family. And uh, it kind of surprised me, but I, I have fantastic family. They were really there for me while I was gone, and, and I enjoy it. And I'm three three uh, hours away from uh, one of my sons and grandchildren and about half an hour away from my mom and my brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, and although that's lovely, um, they are doing their families, they're doing their kids, and I still feel this. It's the closest I felt to being at home since his death, but I, I still feel this void of not having that in my life. Mm. And so about three months ago, I met a person, and it's a person I knew. We just happened to be single at the same time, and we mm-hmm. came together and went, wow. So we've been mm. exploring that, and it is the first time when you talked about, it's the first time I've wanted to get somebody a cup of tea. It's the first time mm. I wanted to be there to care for somebody if they if they needed me. It's the first mm. time I felt that since my husband died, and I never wanted to feel that again. I didn't um, mm. because it was painful to to lose to lose him, and I feel this now without fear. I don't feel afraid that oh my God, I'm going to lose this person. I feel I I want to do these things for you because it just feels like a natural part of my life. Mm. So having said that, he lives 972 miles away. Oh, that's nothing. It's, that's just a thought away, you know. <laughs> Which I, I actually <laughs> felt like that when we were first exploring this. We uh-huh. have Skype. We have all these things. He can't leave um, because he has uh, two children. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I we were just taking it. Well, take this slow, see what happens, let it unfold. I was felt I was very clear about it until my mother met him and liked him as well. And then just this like, how could you, you know, I like him, but you can't let him take you away from us again. We just got you back. Um, I'm almost 80 years old. I don't have long left on this earth. And if you leave again, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. Now, well, I understand. I have a response that that for that. Is that. Was that your mother speaking? That was my mother. Mm. And, uh, and what it brought up is I really don't want to leave my family. I love being here. 
Mm. Why don't you just be her? Just yeah, just be your mom there for a minute and and say that again. So what what is she saying? I'm going to be a a different Diane. I don't want you. I don't want him to take you away from me. I'm 80 years old. I don't have long left on this earth, and I'm afraid if I lost you again that I wouldn't make it. So you really feel that I shouldn't pursue this happiness in my life because it will make you unhappy? I said that, and she said, not if it's going to take you away from me. But you really feel that I shouldn't. I mean, I would just keep repeating that. You really, really, Mom, you really feel in your heart that I should just ignore my happiness and my love and and, and this great this feeling that I have um, and that it's going to take me away from you? What, what, how could I possibly be taken away from you? You have to you have to start your sentences with your mom, with the word you. I don't know if you noticed, but that's how I was responding. Yeah. Instead of me defending myself and explaining, it's always like you. So you feel that you would like you you. And as and after a while, she'll re- really get the message that that you know that you are identifying what it is that she is asking, and she'll see how how absurd that is. And even if she doesn't, then my response to her would be, "You will get over it, mom." You've always been a strong person, you know. You will get over it. Well, what has tapped into me, Dr. Dyer, is um, I've gone into ruminating. I've, I've, every day since that happened, I've felt anxious. I haven't felt like this in a long time. And part of it is mm. my truth that I, it would be hard for me to leave my family. I do love being here, but it's mm. not complete here, and I know that. Mm. So but this, I've uh, this whole lost thing is like... anxiety at this point. Mm. And but you're I identi- am you're, away from my centeredness. Mm, you're identifying your happiness on the basis of a, a geographic location. Um, yeah. You know, it's like uh, we, we don't. This isn't like we, we don't live in the in the 17th century, where you know, 900 <laughs> miles is uh, you know that, that's a life. That's a six month tour, you know, trip to try to get there. It's an hour away or an hour and a half away, and and we have telephones and. And, and you're putting your ability to be happy on the basis of where you are geographically next to your family. Um, you know, I live in, in, uh, I live in Hawaii uh, a good part of the time, and my family lives, in, you know, 6,000 miles away. Um, but I never, feel, I never feel separated from my family. I never feel alienated from them. I never feel any physical distance from them. Um, because I mean, I've just got a little, a little gadget that I walk around it with. It's called an iPhone, and I can just, I can just hit it. I can actually see them, at, you know, and uh, with a little button on here called FaceTime, and I can, and I can talk to them at any moment, and I can, you know, and they can come and see me whenever. And, you know, how many times have I said on this radio show, you, you know, that, uh, you know, your your friends. Are, God, are God's way of apologizing for your relatives. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> I mean, it's your relatives that are constantly trying to tell you what your dharma should be. You know, if you if you want to read a great book, read um, uh, Brawny, uh, Brawny Ware, is that what it is, Diane? Mm-hmm. Uh, Brawny Ware, Brawny Top Ware. Five Regrets yeah, of the yeah. Dying. The, the Top Five oh, Regrets right. of the Dying. Yeah, I mean, this right. is a, we'll, send, we'll send you a copy in addition to Serena's yeah. and Skye's today. We're going to send you three packages today. Here's three things. Uh, but she, so how you know, do I she get was, out of this state of rumination she, about it? You get out of it by by ruminating on something else. You know, you <laughs> ch- you know, when you have a thought about that, my, you know, my family's not going to be in, and I'm not going to be happy, and I'm going to have to move to another place or whatever, and you're going to ruminate on how good it's going to feel 
to uh, to be able to include it all, you know. But as I said, family very often are the people, as much as they love you and care about you and everything, are the ones who are saying you should only live your life the way I think you should lead it. And that's what the number one regret of dying people by this woman who was a hospice nurse for, for eight years interviewing people. And every one of them said the same thing. My top regret is that I wish I'd have had the courage to live the life that I knew I was supposed to live. But instead, I listened to somebody else, you know. So, you, you know, you're going to be 80 years old at a time and you're going to be and you have you have children as well. Are you going to want to impose that same kind of no, thinking on No, I let them all them? go. I told them all yeah. to go. They all and you wanted did to that. stay with me whenever their father died. And I said, you go and you be happy. Yeah. And they all and the re- have. And why did you do that? Because it's not about what. It's about them living their dream. It's about them. Oh, my goodness. So you, so you themselves. have. So you know that, that that's the, the thing. Do. But when it comes to you and your own mother, you want to reverse it and go back to an old meme which says that as my mother ages, and do you want to be that person who, as you age, are, are, ca- are calling no. your kids and and, no. and and becoming the pain in the ass that that, that no, is? You know? No, but part of it is I do like being here, though. I do like being with my family. I love them. But, but you can like a lot of things, Diane. You can there's a, there's lots and lots of things that you can like. But you have you know the question you have to ask is do I have a right to be happy? You know. And, do and I, I have can a have right? both. I can be happy and be somewhere Absolutely. else. And my family be Absolutely. here and still be happy. There is no somewhere else, sweetheart. There is no somewhere else. You've just That's the illusion that we all live under, that, that physical distance is what makes us uh, close or not close. Um, but it's really what I was talking about in, earlier in the show is what, that there's a difference between that and a spiritual uh, awareness. You know, that there is no distance, that we're all one, and that we're, we can be with it. Just like with your ex-husband, who's been, who passed away six years ago now. Um, I'm, I'm sure you feel his presence, and you probably Thank feel you. that he might, ha- he might have a role in uh, bringing the two of you, uh, your new no friend. about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you feel it, like he's probably winking at you right now, saying, <laughs> okay, you know, what else and do I'm I have going, to do, hit you over a sl- with a head with a sledgehammer? <laughs> yeah, he wants, no, he loves you. It's, it's infinite. Uh, it's interesting as we're talking, and I'm feeling very emotional. Um, I think mm. part of it is is um, I have six brothers and sisters and about 25 nieces and nephews. And when my husband was dying, they showed up for me. They lived in other towns and other states, mm. and they showed up for me. I mean, they came there. They took leaves from work. Mm. They came there. Right. They were with and then- me. And- I think and I'm then, having a hard time leaving them now. Yeah, and wait a minute. They came for you, and then what happened? Then they left, and they went back, they right? Did. Yeah, they did. exactly. Well, that's what you have to do, sweetheart. The very same thing. You're there. You're there with your mom, and there is absolutely no reason in this world. But, and you know what? I really suspect that deep down inside, your mom really wants you to be uh, you know, she happy. Does. She's just, and yeah, she likes she's just him got, a lot, which is why I think she yeah. said that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, thank so you now you, you ruminate on something else. All right, we got three things we're sending you. Don't die with okay. your music still in you. My daughter Sky singing Let, Letting Go. And, um, and I'm going to ruminate on Ware. how good it is, right? I ruminate Absolutely. How, on how good things Every time you have a thought in there, you know, it's like, uh, you know, that I used to tell my kids the law of flotation was not discovered by the contemplation of the sinking of things. 
right? And they used to, and my daughter even writes about it. She said, what kind of a weird father would say that to his kid? But she said, finally, it took me a long time to get it. That you, whatever it is that you place your attention on is what you will manifest and create. If you're ruminating on how sad you're going to feel and how, how hurt your mother is going to be and all the reasons why you can't do this, that's exactly what you're going to attract because the universal subconscious mind is saying, oh, there's Diane. Oh, there she is. She's got more of that. And, uh, and so she wants more of that sadness and more of that depression. And so here's some more of it for you. We'll match up to you. We'll offer you that. On the other hand, if you're ruminating on how good it feels and how nice it's be to have someone finally who loves you, who wants to caress you, who wants to hold you, who adores you. Uh, so the universe is saying when you're thinking about that, well, here's an opportunity for you to have more of that and more of that, even from your family. That's how it all works, baby. Yeah. That's great. You know, I, I could really, uh, I could relate to her story because I've made some big moves and I felt bad about leaving my family and, mm. you know, you can always move back if you're miserable, <laughs> you know, but at least give yeah. it a chance and you could open yourself up to such a great, wonderful adventure. And, you know, I, I well, knew I had to leave Florida yeah. or I wouldn't be here. And you're right. Like, you can't escape from people now. Sometimes even if you not want only, to, not you know, that's Facebook but, you know, and... We, we, got to, we get such a short time here on this planet, you know, just a speck of time. And, uh, and then when we close our eyes for the last time, there's no there's no more space there's no there's no form there's no planet there's no no stuff there's no things so living in ohio or living in california or living in japan or living you know any place on the planet uh, the minute that you close your eyes all of that is an illusion and it's very much like every night when we go to sleep and into our dream we go and in this dream world for 8 hours we're in there we can be anywhere we want to be um, because we're no longer restricted by this planet and, uh, you know, and by gravity and by all of the things that are such a part of this reality that we live in. We're in an, an infinitely free universe, you know, and, and you stop being attached so much to, to the places and the things and the stuff that the ego identifies as your symbols of success. And instead, just go to the love. Just go with the love, and all the rest of it will, will fall perfectly into line. It's mm, so true. And yeah. uh, let's see what's happening in Wisconsin Dells. And Julie mm. is calling from Wisconsin Dells on line four. And thanks for holding, Julie. You're on with Dr. Dyer. Thank you. Uh, thank you for talking to me. I'm so excited. Um, hi, Julie. I just, hi. Um, A cheese head. I, we got another cheese head here, <laughs> Dyer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do indeed. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to share with you, you were talking about uh, your daughter's wedding and spiritual marriage. Mm -hmm. uh, my husband and I have been married for 31 years, so uh, we've been uh, together and, and sharing a lot of the uh, path together. And uh, sometimes, you know, uh, my areas complement his areas. And um, recently I've, I've read your um, Wishes Fulfilled book, and I'm in the middle of uh, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life. Um, oh, the and, book on the Tao, uh, yeah. I love that yeah. book, yeah. And I've been um, I've been passing along all this uh, knowledge and information to him, uh, trying to get him to uh, to reduce his stress and anxiety. He just recently had a heart issue going on, and I'm like, uh, we need to kind of reduce the stress and anxiety. So I just wanted to share that, uh, you know, how excited I was to be able to share your uh, information, your books with him. Uh, oh, that's so nice. He's been listening to your 10 Secrets of Success 
Success and Inner Peace. Mm-hmm. I have that yeah. as an audio book, and I've been sharing that with him. Oh, that's great. That's the book, by the way, that Serena, uh, you know, is called her book, mm-hmm. Don't Die With Your Music. Yep. It was based upon the, those 10, yeah. uh, 10 ideas that I wanted uh, all of my kids to have an awareness of if they ever had a, any question about how did, why did I live my life the way I did and what were the most important yeah. ideas. It's, it's in there, yeah. yeah. I tried to spread, uh, share that with my children as well, but they're not quite ready to, uh, to, you know, accept some of the information. But uh, yeah. someday they'll maybe understand. But mm-hmm. uh, I just wanted to say, you know, with um, with the recent events with my husband in the hospital and everything, and you know, we're trying to bring him a little bit more inner peace and anxiety. Uh, you know, get him anxiety free. So we. I've been trying to share some of your work with him as well. Yeah. Here's what I tell people who suffer from anxiety, and I did it when I, when I was a practicing therapist for many, many years back in New York, mm-hmm. is that uh, if I were to give you an assignment, I used to tell a, a patient of mine or, or a client of mine, uh, if I were to give you an assignment to go out, and here's a bucket, and I'd go out and I'd like you to fill it with anxiety, um, uh, you know, and just come back, and then we'll look, we'll look at this anxiety stuff, you know, because... You know, they use words like, I'm having an anxiety attack, as yeah. if anxiety is something that's out there and it attacks and it's going to come and get you. Um, and the, the, you know, the insightful part of that little uh, little exercise is that, uh, you know, that that anxiety is just an illusion. There's, there's really no, yeah. no such thing as anxiety in the world. The only thing that there is is there are people who are thinking anxious thoughts or yeah. they're picking anxious thoughts. And once you have a recognition that anxiety isn't something that's out there any more than fear is out there, any more than depression is out there, and even sadness, and, and even the reverse, happiness and so on, that these are, these are you know, <laughs> there is a, in, in a novel that I wrote many years ago called Gifts from Icas, uh, she says that there is no way to happiness. Happiness is the way. You know, it's like, uh, it's, uh, you have to bring, you have to bring peace uh, to to what it is that you do, because you can you can get you can get anxiety um, from going out into your garden and picking all the weeds, you know, and just saying, "Oh yeah. my God, these weeds are causing me to be so anxious." Or you can go to the garden and say, "I bring peace to the garden, and I can enjoy all of this thing that we call weeding," you know. And so I'm I'm doing it either, you know, it's like, we, you know, it's it's this whole idea that. Uh, we live uh, you know, loving people, as I often say in my stationery, loving people live in a loving world, and uh, hateful people live in a hateful world. Uh, it's the same world. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, like, yeah. We, we just get to decide. And your husband, once he gets that, and once he has an awareness that anxiety isn't something that comes from other people doing uh, these things, it's like I said at the beginning of the show, there are so many people out there who are looking for occasions to be offended and I, I see examples of it all the time, especially with the so, new social media and going on Facebook. And something will be posted on there, or I'll be wearing a certain thing, or there'll be a little, maybe a little grammatical error or misspelling or something. And I'll see those people that get offended, and they get all upset, and they write real nasty comments. And, the, and yeah. they really think that what I wore at my daughter's wedding is causing them to be upset, when in fact, uh, you know, what's causing them to be upset is they internally... This is how they choose to process that kind of an event, yeah. and once yeah. you once you unchoose that, you know, uh, decide no longer to, to 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 view things in a judgmental way, the whole world looks so different, doesn't it? It does, yeah. and and that's yeah. that's always what I you know uh, for myself 
I feel that happiness is a choice. Um, you know, it's not something that everything is going to make you happy, but you choose to be happy. Yeah, it's in an inside job. What might be it's... coming at you, and and I know that that even my husband has sometimes said, "Well, I'm trying to be happy, but it's just not working." Mm. Um, and it's yeah. like, well, you can't like try. You know, you just have to kind of be. You, you, you know? all of the things that you think are making you unhappy. If you look right. at them very differently, I remember many, many years ago, you probably remember this, there was a, uh, a terrible accident. It was um, when uh, one of the uh, space shuttles, um, there were seven mm-hmm. astronauts, remember, and I it went up and it exploded, and, well. all, and all seven of them were. And I was speaking that night in Seattle, Washington, and I had got on a plane in the morning, and I was on a plane from Fort Lauderdale all the way to Seattle changing planes. So I had no awareness of what had taken place until I was 8 o'clock at night in Seattle and I was just getting ready to go on and speak. And about 15 minutes before I went on to speak, someone came up and told me what had uh, what had just transpired and that seven of our astronauts had been killed. This was back, I think, in the 1980s or, or, yeah, or 90s. 86, I think. Was it? So yeah, I went I on I stage. expecting my second child. <laughs> okay. So I went on stage and I asked the audience, and I said, and I just, you know, I said, I just found out uh, like 15 minutes ago, and I asked the guys what, and I and I was upset, and I was sad, and I was, you know, just all of the feelings that you get when, you know, seven of our, our top people are killed, and it's a horrible exp- explosion and so on. And I said to the audience, now it happened 12 hours ago, what is it that made me upset? And a lot of people raised their hand and said, well, what I just said, well, when we lose an astronaut and we have this kind of an accident and these are kind of our heroes, and I said, no, but it happened 12, 12 hours ago. Um, and I, I just found out about it now. So for 12 hours, I had no reaction to it whatsoever. Well, mm-hmm. then, well, someone said, well, of course not. You couldn't have because you didn't know about it yet and you weren't able to process. I said, and that's the point. It isn't the events, the things that take place outside of us that make us unhappy. It's what we do with them when we do find out about them. And we always have a choice. We always yeah. have a choice in how we're going to react. So we, we have a tendency to blame the things that we don't like uh, for our anxiety or our stress or our unhappiness. But the fact is, if we didn't know about them, as I used to tell my kids when they'd come home and say, so-and-so said, said something bad about me, I said, if you didn't know about it, if you didn't hear about it, if no one had told could you be upset? And they said, well, of course not, Dad. How could I be upset about something I didn't know about? I said, well, that's the whole point. It didn't cause you to be upset. You caused it. You caused it. No one can make you unhappy without your consent. And that's one of the great secrets of the universe. To find out more about Dr. Wayne Dyer or any other Hay House author, please visit hayhouse.com. Thank you for listening.